it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. I think we figured out your your beer snafu from the weekend i think yeah. we put our our finger on it you said you're at a sushi place yeah yeah that that i don't know if it's a cultural thing or what but every time we go to get sushi i you know me i'm not a sake guy so i always get beer with my sushi and it's always japanese beer why yeah, not it's cool it's never screaming cold is that just standard operating procedure at a sushi place there's also this tim robbins sketch i don't know if it was from uh i think you should leave or from the detroiters but where someone asked him what they wanted. They're they're at a bar, and they uh they ask, "Oh, can I get a beer?" And the uh the bartender is like, "Oh, we want it hot or cold?" And he's like, "Cold." And then you see this guy just blowing on a <laughs> cup of beer like it's steaming hot, like a hot cup of cocoa. That is probably one of his funniest sketches. That's pretty damn good. I need to see that. Cold. Find that for me and send it to me for sure. Um, all right. So I want to change gears here a little bit. We'll get to, we'll get back to SC in a second. SC. Caleb Williams looked amazing. Uh, they found, obviously, a dynamic playmaker in Zachariah Branch, who scored a couple of touchdowns. He had 232 all-purpose Freaking yards stud. on nine touches, right? It's not like they gave him the ball, you know, 25 times. He touched the ball nine times. He went 232 in a pair of touchdowns. Put that aside for a second. This is uh, making the rounds now. If you're online, you've, you may have seen this. So Kelly Stafford, the wife of Matthew Stafford, has a podcast. We, yep. We've heard her on her podcast before. And she said something that's pretty interesting. I'm not quite sure why she said it, but it's interesting nonetheless. Quote, it's kind of crazy. So Matthew's been in the league for a long time. He's like, the difference in the locker room has changed so significantly. They have a lot of rookies on their team this year. They're very young. She went on to say, but he's like, I feel like I can't connect because in the old days, you'd come out of practice, you'd shower, people would be playing cards, people would be interacting. Who knows what they're doing, but they're doing something together. They're playing ping pong. They have a tournament going on. They're at least talking. He said now they get done with practice, get done with meetings during training camp, and they go straight to their phones like no one looks up for their phones. Okay. He went on and said, now I don't know how to lead people. I have no connection with. I have to find some way to connect with them. That's according to Kelly Stafford, Matthew Stafford's wife. Start with this. Never mind the young people who are on their phones too much. We that we can we can litigate that some other day. Why put this out in the universe? Because they, to me, and I, I don't, we'll, we'll kind of nibble at this a little bit. You know what this feels like to me, Slee? Yeah. This feels like he came home like, man, I'm in trouble connecting with you. I don't. Everybody's just staring at their phones. I can't quite get to where I need to be with these guys if I want to be as good as I want. I'm not quite sure how to do it. I'm struggling with it. Why put that out in the universe if you're Kelly Stafford? I don't quite understand that. I think a lot of times, and this is tough to do, and I agree with you. I, I think either you want this to come from Matt Stafford, you want this to come from 
Uh, maybe Stafford in one of the pressers is saying something along the lines. I'm totally having a difficult different. time connecting. Man, it's just a younger generation. I've been in the league for a long time. Of course, it's not done the same way that it, it's been done in the past. Mm-hmm. You know this, that when you have a podcast or you have a show, it's very easily, it's very difficult not to bring your personal life into that podcast or into that show. We're spending 15 hours talking a day. You have personal experiences that we have. We connect on certain things. I might tell a story and somebody say, hey, man, it's so funny. I do the same thing with my wife or girlfriend or something along those lines. I don't know how planned it was. I don't know if this just, hey, I said this and then it came out later. And it's like, why did I say that? Why did I share something so intimate coming from my husband came to me at a time. Private. It came to me at a time where... Uh, and, and listen, it's not like he's saying, I can't work with Sean McVay. You know, this is not the coach. I think he's just being vulnerable to the moment, being vulnerable, coming home and saying, damn, this maybe this is an issue that I can't connect. Like, I can't, I can't get this camaraderie with these guys because they're still stuck to this. It's a generational difference. Sure. I don't disagree that why come out with that in the open. I, I, I don't know what the benefit is. Could I try to pretend there's a benefit? Maybe Stafford would have a difficult time addressing some of these younger players. Now that it's out there, maybe it's something that it's a little bit easier to talk about because other young players know. I don't think they're going to respond to this positively. He didn't say, Not coming but, but, from but his he, wife. But he didn't say anything. He didn't say, hey, I'm playing with a bunch of scrubs. No. He didn't say... These guys are not talented enough. I don't it's know how to lead like that. with people I have no connection with. I don't well, know how to lead but, people but, I have no connection but with. But the, the second sentence after that is important. You can't leave it out. It's, I have to somehow find a way to connect with them. The, right. th- those of together, course. because the just the one sentence is, uh-oh, but the second one's like, okay, I got. I don't have it yet. I need to find it. That's yeah. different. That is, yes. that is yeah. I, I don't I haven't found it yet, but I got to keep working to find it. That's okay. Sometimes it takes a moment. To connect with somebody. Sometimes it takes a moment to realize, hey, my, sti- my style of communication doesn't work for that person. Theirs doesn't work for me. we got to find something that works for both of us. That's fine. What I find unusual is this feels like a private frustration. That, For instance, if I came home and said, you know, Jorge's driving me crazy, and I, you know, he's he didn't do this, and he I wanted- bought this thing that makes so much noise, <laughs> yeah. and creating anxiety. All over me. Yeah, right. And and then Susan had a podcast and said, you know, Trav and Jorge are not getting along. Like, wait, hold on a second. I told you that privately. What are you doing? It's it's weird. It it just because Matthew Stafford has never struck me as somebody that has trouble leading his team. No, no. That has trouble connecting with his teammates. That this is in the universe the way it is is do you, peculiar. It doesn't really spell do just, out to be like great for this team's chemistry going forward into the weeks going. That like too. that's that's something that is like would have probably rather had stay in-house because the Rams are usually pretty tight about that stuff, about staying pretty in-house. Would you agree with this? Nothing is said in there where you're like, oh, my gosh. that's a, That one drops a bomb on, on what that locker room is going to be like. I don't see that. I don't see that. The only thing that I could say, again, I'm going to try to spin this positively, sometimes it's better. If it's nothing, he didn't say anything personal. He just literally said – it's tougher for me to connect with a 21, 22, 23-year-old. I've been in the league for a long time. The way they're doing it today is different than than the way I was brought up in this league. Okay, that's out in the open. Maybe there are younger players that say to themselves— but he should be the one to put it out in the open. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. But How he, it came out— yeah. 
could be what the issue no, is, but I don't think it's going not, to be an issue. What he said is not particularly explosive, but the way that we're the reason we're talking about it is the interesting part to me. The fact that if Sean McVay said exactly that same thing, it'd be totally different. Different story. It'd be totally different because McVay is. It's like, hey, she had, she had a line in there where she said that the other players, some of the other guys on the team, address him as sir, and he's like, what the hell's going on around? Like this, <laughs> this, come on, man, I'm your teammate. I get it. There's an age gap. There's a generation gap. There's a communication gap. That if the head coach said, hey, we got to find a way to get you guys all on the same page, sure. This feels like a private conversation revealed publicly. But it's also like, you know, it seems as if it's like a bunch of individuals. The guys aren't, again, aren't aren't bonding things on like off the field and that you go on your phone and you kind of go into your own different world. And I can, it, it seems as if that could be something that is, I don't know if it's like a generational thing that every team across the NFL deals with this now that uh, they didn't have to before. Or if this is specific to the Rams, that there's Probably a lot of guys that are out the there for themselves and not a part of the team or to get those. But but also specific to the Rams because they're so young and they have so many rookies. I think you're right about that. Right? That you you don't have a squad that's just these vets and all the playoff experience. You have individuals that have that, but for the most part your team. What'd you say? At one point you said how many rookies? 40. I've never heard of that in my and I know it's happens, but they that's had 14 draft picks. They they picked 14 guys in the draft. They had 40 guys that were incredibly new to the NFL. Now, most of the, not the 14 draft, but some of the 14 draft picks and most of the 40 new guys will be moved down the road, right? They're not going to have a roster with 40 guys on the roster. They're not going to have that. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, Exactly. But it's, I, I do think it's the beginning of a season that is going to be interesting for a lot of different reasons. There's, my, uh, my, go, only, go. my only question is this. Is, it, is that specific? Is that statement or comment that she made only for this team, or is that something from previous teams? It sounds like it's specific it like to it's this one. It's just for this one? It this sounds year? like it. Okay. it sound, last year, he— Because was it like this was when hurt. they won the Super Bowl? Was it like this when they he got so here for the first time? They were so veteran-heavy mm -hmm. with that Super Bowl team, right? That offensive line. Andrew Whitworth was there. Andrew oh, Whitworth yeah. was 40, right? That yeah. <laughs> You've got guys that— Yeah, grown-ups. Vaughn That's Miller had been around a long time. OBJ had been around mm -hmm. a long time. Robert Woods had been around a long time. Like These are older players that are of his era. But now we you've see got what happens guys. when you have a great connection with Matthew Stafford. We see what happens with Cooper Cup. They have like lunch together and breakfast together like every day. They talk football all the time. They are really connected, and clearly it shows itself in the field. And I think that Matthew seems to be someone who needs that kind of close connection to really connect with the guy on the field. Her quote, the difference in the locker room has changed so significantly. They have a lot of rookies on their team this year. They're very young. It's specific yeah. to this year. You know what I mean? The – the you're staring at your phone too much conversation is a conversation we've all had, whether uh, on one end of it or the other. Sure. You're either the one that's on your phone too much or you're the one saying, hey, can I have your attention, please? Sure. It's everything. And why would it be any different there? Right? It's the same thing that, hey, we're trying to get to know each other. I can't get to know you if you're scrolling through your phone when we're in the locker room together. There's a, uh, I actually saw this yesterday. There's this, and it's making fun of the younger generation, like teenagers today maybe even like right around like the early teens, something like that. So this this guy on Instagram, let's say he's 35 years old, something along those lines, and he's pretending to be super young. And the lady behind the camera, probably his girlfriend or his wife or something like that, is pretending to be his mother. <laughs> and they're going to, you know, they're like at a Staples or something like that, whatever, they're at Walmart, and they're getting school supplies. And everything he's saying is like, um, 
He's like, on oh, God, on oh, God, you bugging. And he's just, he's a 35 year old using every term that's being used today. It makes me think of like 18, 19 year olds in no some cap? of these places. I think that came For up real? too. Seriously? All that, all that came up. Actually, I got to send this to the guy. This is, this is the conversation I have with Kelly every single time. Actually, for real? No cap? What? Like, stop. That, say say yes and language. no. Say yes and oh, no. My, my brother. Bruh. Like, dude. Oh, bruh. <laughs> mid. Meh. Yeah. So mid. What? what? Stop. <laughs> Seth in Burbank. Seth, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Seth? Seth. What's up, Seth? Not much. Hey, this reminds me of Lauren Hawley and uh, her husband was a cat, Jack Rooney, from any, every given Sunday. Yep. Uh, she was meddling in his business and made him play football, even though he wanted to retire. It's like, listen, you're a great wife, but maybe you should stay out of the team affairs. You know what I'm saying? Well, but look. It, every, the any given Sunday. What's that? No, I was just going to say, it depends on what the intent was, right? I don't think there's any ill intent here. I don't think that this was done maliciously, but it was. It feels like a private conversation aired publicly, which is always weird. Which Now, maybe it's Especially when it's coming from her and not yeah, him. If it were him, this is not... All good. It's fine. It's not... What the content of it is fine, but that it didn't come from a coach, that it didn't come from a player, that it came from a player's wife is what Seth is talking about. It's coming from... It, it does feel like any given Sunday. Do we lose Seth? Seth's gone, bro. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, right. he just... Right. He's like, that's enough. He's listening to that podcast. <laughs> Any given it's like, Sunday I'm podcast. Say like, I'm out. I'm gonna go watch the video that Emily just sent me. That sounds. I want to see the guy blowing on the beer. I need to see that. Plus, the uh, Angels and Shohei Otani. That's just about done after this weekend. That's coming up. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. USC looked pretty good on Saturday afternoon at the Coliseum against San Jose State. If you would like to go to the Coliseum this Saturday afternoon to watch the Trojans battle Nevada, Caller number seven right now at 877-710-ESPN. That number again, 877-710-3776. Wins a family four-pack to see Caleb Lincoln and the USC Trojans this weekend. Call now to win from 710-ESPN. Caller number seven wins, 877-710-3776. And that's about what we thought, right, Al? Offense looked great. Williams looked great. Uh, Branch looked amazing. Everything offensively looked like we thought it would, and the defense was, huh, okay. 
Well, it's, that's it's, about the same. It's funny. You got competing arguments on Twitter. We, we chatted a little bit about this earlier, and you had some people jumping in and saying, why is everybody just relaxed? They have seven new defensive players uh, that are starting. Give them a second. To, can you give them three to four games, something along those lines? You got other people saying, hey, the only reason why there's concern about SC and how far they could go is because that side of the ball. Um, I lean more towards world's not going to end. San Jose State, but just be aware you gave up 400 yards on offense to San Jose State or on defense. Um, That's already something everyone is ultra, ultra sensitive about. I think Lincoln Riley's sensitive about it. If you read some of those post-game comments, it was like, oh, this is the narrative again. again. Of course it's the narrative. Now listen, and can I tell you what else would be the narrative? If they gave up 10 points and the defense looked really good, then a lot of those questions are going to say, hey, is this a new look defense? Is this a defense that you feel like give 100%. it some time? You know, it comes with the territory. And I think it's safe to say that, yes, SC is going to be one of the teams you got to watch out for. But there will always, always be what's the defense looking like. There were four possible storylines coming out of this opening game. Caleb Williams looks great. Caleb Williams doesn't look great. Those are the only two offensive stories that we we're going to see. There were two defensive stories. That defense looks a lot better than it did a year ago. Or that defense looks a lot like it did a year ago. Those are the only four stories coming out of that game. That's it. We got two of them. Caleb Williams looks great. Hey, he's on his way to another Heisman Trophy, potentially. The other one was, eh, that, de- eh, that defense, that looks familiar. A couple of big plays left up. A couple of curious calls as far as coverages and blitz calls at weird times in the game. Fair? It, of course it's fair. If they had lost last season to Utah twice and to Tulane twice, and one of those games was a 48-45 to game, but the other ones you lost 21-17, to we're not talking about it. But it wasn't that. The three games you lost, two to Utah, one to Tulane, because you could not get a stop defensively. The reason that, uh, that Lincoln Riley did not win a national championship at Oklahoma wasn't because they couldn't score. He's got three Heisman trophies under his belt. It's an, he's an amazing offensive coach, an amazing offensive coach. But the Achilles Hill has been the defense, both at Oklahoma and at SC last year. So when the defense looks less than great, it's not an unreasonable reaction. This is week one. Get used to the conversation always being about the defense until the defense is no longer a conversation. You know how you fix it? Go up and give 13 points to Nevada. Give, have, yeah. have the final score next Saturday night be USC 42, Nevada 10. We're done. But it, it, what, can no, I tell you something kind of funny? Be, wait until you play Utah. I, and that's fair, too. Well, th- this is what's kind of funny. It's like a, it's a, an unreliable bullpen. And when the bullpen comes out and gives up a couple runs, you're up three, four to three going into the ninth. You lose a game five to four because the bullpen gave up a couple runs. Not even just a ninth. It, going into the eighth, right? Mm-hmm. And then the first question is, hey, the bullpen did it again. Oh, you're going to bring up the bullpen? Yes. Yeah, that's, I am. That's kind of how this works. Is your boy Machado okay? Speaking of guys that is that had cooler meltdowns. okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, he you know he he took that first little swipe at it, and you could tell he's like, you know what, I'm that's just going to go good for enough. it. I'm yeah. going to let this cooler have it. I saw somebody put on. I think it was on Twitter. They said, "Oh, Padres." He said, "If there were runners in scoring position, would he have hit the cooler?" <laughs> that's about right. That's about what you would expect. Um, no, he's not okay. Why would he be okay? It's five months of frustration finally just being okay. I've had can, it. Can I tell you something crazy? Diego Love. <laughs> this is how, how crazy is this? You know, the team never 18 and 15 was the best record they had all year. Really? 18 and 15. You know, they never won four games in a row. Still time. 
Never won four games in a row. Got a whole month left. Go take the four, the big four. Xander, Soto, Machado, and, uh, Tatis. and Tatis. And go look at their runners in scoring position. Go look at their OPS. Everybody's basically OPS is about 100 or plus down. Yeah. How odd, Trev? Uh, well, I'll, I'll be honest. That they're not great. I if you would have told me, hey, listen, it didn't work the way you thought. I said, okay, I, I can see a way that they're bad. Yeah. No, I, I can't see where that team's going to be bad. That they're just okay. Sure, bad. No. Well, and they're it, bad. It, can I tell you? It's actually a good example. When you when you look at the Dodgers, tie the Dodgers back into it as best as you can. It also just shows that the Mets went out and spent a ton of money this offseason. The Yankees always have a ton of money that's out there. And I'm not telling you that the Dodgers don't, but there have been years where the Dodgers have lost. And maybe there's a question of, did the team click? Was there good chemistry? Were the guys fighting for each other? All that. There was never a time this year. And a lot of the rumors were egos had a lot to do with it. A lot of the rumors were there wasn't depth, this and that. But it just kind of shows that there's so much more to the game than just putting names on a roster. And that roster still, if you look at that roster today, like, wow, it's a really good team. Yeah. No, they're not. It's not. Leadership matters. Like who's it, whether that's the owner, whether that's the general manager, whether that's the manager, whether that's your best player, like you're going to need somebody at somewhere in that chain needs to be in charge of what's going on. And I I don't know where that is. It's not at the top because he went out and bought, he spent the money to put together a good team. Maybe it's Preller for not putting the money in the right spots or putting it together. Maybe it's Bob Melvin who's not running a tight enough shit. Maybe it's Manny Machado is their best player. Not be, I, I don't know where it breaks in there. Maybe it breaks on all three levels, but it's been bad. Yeah, I don't know how 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 well they all get along. So doesn't look like it. Yeah. Um, speaking of <laughs> bad leadership, that's a perfect talk, segue. Let's talk about the Angels. So the news broke over the weekend that and their general manager Perry Manassian said that they had not looked at Shohei Otani's elbow until after he complained uh, last weekend about his elbow hurting. Remember, he missed a start in Texas. Yeah, that he had he had cramps in his fingers, mm-hmm. blisters, that kind of stuff. And he said the only time we had imaging was after he felt the injury. The imaging was offered earlier in the year, and he and his representation turned it down. I don't want to come off the top rope here. You tell me, when you read that, when you saw that, what was your reaction to that? Because mine was just like a lightning bolt right out of the sky. What did you think? Um, I think I have a term that just is the way I look at the Angels, period. Just sloppy is probably the best way that I can describe it. It doesn't sound like the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, the paperwork's in order. I'm not trying to point fingers at anybody, but if I have an issue potentially with – not just my franchise player, the face of baseball right now. Right. I am I am doing so many unnecessary things to make sure everything's okay. Like I want Otani coming to me and saying, Really guys, are we really gonna do all of this? And the answer is yes, we have to. Um, that's what comes to my mind. I, I agree with everything you said. The first thing that came to my mind was, Well, that's that there. That that's oh, yeah. over. Okay, can I test it? Yeah. Maybe maybe the reason why that didn't come to yeah. my mind is because I felt like that's it, already. It, I was ninety nine percent there, but this was because this is Manazian basically saying, "Listen, I know y'all want to blame us for this one. I know that you were all quick to say, ah, they ruined Otani's arm, and he's basically guys. We asked to look, and he declined. The, this is a we wanted to look. 
the imaging was offered earlier in the year and he and his representation turned it down. That is, this ain't on us. This We tried to, but he said no. It's not a brutal line, but I'm sure Otani looks at this and says, really? <laughs> you were putting that out there right now? Okay. Not that I thought he was ever going back, but that felt like the last moment of, I'm done with you guys. Okay, you got a lot of pressure. You're the general manager of the Angels, and everyone's looking at your franchise anyways. Hey, Dr. Batakis, <laughs> wondering. Every, everyone's wondering what the hell you're doing. Everybody's wondering, hey, there's a good chance that Shohei's gone. What's what's he supposed to do in that situation? Let's just say everything everything's saying. I have no reason to think that he's BSing anything. It's more whether you want that to be out in the public or yeah. do you not. Um. There's already a lot of pressure, and there's a really bad connotation that comes to the Angels. And now Shohei's potentially out all of next year for pitching. What What more? Because people are going to say this is on the Angels. And, and potentially Angels, Angels. may never be the same again. Double TJ is no joke. It, no one's come back and been awesome after you, two TJs. I know what Shohei would say potentially in that situation. Are you, You're calling me out on this? What would you do if you're a Perry Menagian in that situation? If I'm trying everything I possibly can to keep him, and I think there's even a sliver of hope that that is in the air, I'm going to swallow it. I'm not going to say, hey, did you get him? Look at Guys, that's between me and the medical staff. It's none of your business. Until that's he, between until, me and Shohei. It's none of your business. Until now, he when, signs somewhere when else. When he goes somewhere else, now maybe we can have a different conversation. But if I think there's even the slimmest possibility that he might stay, I'm not putting that out there. Because what it does is it's kind of confirmation of one of the few things. And you know what we'll do? We'll come back and we'll continue this conversation. Because it's one of the very few small kind of things that might make you tap the brakes a little bit on Otani. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is the Waba Grill Lunch Hour on 710 ESPN. Thanks to our friends at Waba Grill. Waba Grill is all about giving you fresh grill-to-order Items at a great value. Stop by today for a value bowl or taco combo for only $8.59. Grilled chicken mini bowl, their new boom boom taco, and a drink for just $8.59. Get yours today. Order ahead at wabagrill.com. Wabagrill. Eat smart, be healthy. It's good eating. Did you get any tacos in this weekend? At any point, was there yeah. a taco in your hand? Yeah. It's a good weekend. It's a lot of fish this weekend. You get fish burrito. Yeah. You tried to get served salmon at your 90th birthday party. But went with steak. <laughs> yeah. I held very firm. That's probably wise because I already had two different points of the of the weekend. Did you have fish taco too? Fish. Yeah. So I did a hike out. I think I've told you this before. Anytime I go off, I'm going to go for a hike out in Malibu. 
there's a hike there's a hike right next to the Malibu um, Malibu seafood. seafood market. I think it's what yeah. it's called Malibu Seafood. And I don't think you've been there. I know she's been there. I told her one time, bro. The place is just amazing, and it's like a it's it's such a it's a simple spot. Been there for a really long time. I can't not go there without getting the fish tacos. I got the fish tacos. That's that's good. And weekend. the clam chowder. Oh, chowder! It was a yeah. hundred degrees this weekend. I know. It's just it's the <laughs> it's best. That good. It's the best freaking chowder. There's, really, really. There are some things that are like that. Like it's the wrong choice. For, I know, but it's like, but it's too good. I have to eat it. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Did you wear a sweater while you ate it to kind of try to transport yourself <laughs> yes. to December, January sort Scallop of Scallop ceviche as well. Oh, okay. Oh, the place is so good. Okay. The place is so good. Sal- scallops, a little tricky. They go a little over. They turn into little pellets of rubber, right? But if they're done right, pretty hard to beat. Yeah. Pretty hard to beat. So I have uh, Dana Hill's football coming up on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Western night. Right, it's a themed event. Howdy, y'all. It was well. So okay, you're kind of going to where? Do we? Do I drop Get Taylor in some, to come back and play the fiddle? Do I in do between each call? Do I do some uh, Western themed material? For instance, we could have something like, "You're as welcome as a rattlesnake at a square dance." I'm looking like I don't know, like a on a sack or something. They corral the quarterback. The defense lassoes the guy. Like, do we start lassos? throwing in bad bad jokes? Here's what I think you do. I think you. One thousand percent come in thinking that's what you're gonna do. And then as you do it, based upon the feedback that you're getting, the vibe that you're getting, you either abort mission <laughs> you're right. or you freaking go all in because they're loving it. You're right. You have to borrow uh, cowboy boots from Morales. I don't I know thought, if I, I want to have my feet you, in his boot for an extended period of time. Like there's one thing to the try place, it on. The suggestion you still didn't go out and buy it. Well, him? we were going to go together, and we haven't gotten around to that yet. Yep. We'll see. The the moment may have been fleeting. We'll see. I might see him later this week. We had a nice long day together yesterday. There was Jack Daniels and beer and uh, Bloody Maria's and Mary's involved. It was, it was a long. Fl- and then there he played was, 18 more after chicken wings, nachos. There was a lot happening yesterday. It was a very Trav and Morales sort of day. A lot of food, some drinks, some golf, and then he played. And I kept trying to talk him out of it. I kept saying, Chris, just, you know, come on, man. It's it's, it's 100 degrees. When we finished, it was really hot. Sure. If you start at 10 a.m. <laughs> he muscled up and went out there and did it again. Did he – was he playing with anybody for the – He played with Jimmy, one of the pros out at Black Gold. Okay. So he went out and played with Jimmy, and Jimmy shot like 400 under. He Jimmy's really good. And Chris played well, too. Chris is improving. We'll see. So here's my rub with Shohei. The one thing that's kind of out there, the one, and I remember asking about this, and Clinton brought this up a couple of weeks ago. Otani is on his own program in Anaheim. He is, he is. There's the Angels, and then there's Shohei. Yeah. And if the Angels want to do things one way, and Shohei does not, Shohei does it his way. Okay. That what his throwing program, his side work, all of these things. Now maybe you could make the argument that he's such a unique athlete that you have to let him figure out how to navigate doing both of those things. It's not an unfair ask on his part. I don't think it's that, but or it's this is how I do it. And if you want my services, I make these decisions. We don't make them collectively. But if you're gonna go spend five hundred million, six hundred million, maybe closing in on seven hundred million. Don't you at least want a voice when it comes to medical? And I'm not saying that he can't get second opinions, but hey, listen, man, you got double TJ that all the we're gonna have to be involved in your life to a degree that you weren't willing to let them be involved. I, I think there's a this is a question you gotta ask yourself. 
Do you think the Angels let him do everything he wants to do? Yes. Because he's Shohei Otani. Yes. That ultimately at the end of the day, we're going to stay out of your way because it's Shohei Otani, which it's not, that's not uncommon in sports. There's a lot of programs that are set up out there where if you're the star player and you're the star athlete, you're not treated the exact same sure. as everybody else. But I also believe that there are programs out there where, yeah, we bend the rules a little bit for you, but we also really know what we're doing as well. Have confidence in us. Look at our franchise and say, you know, there are times, yeah, you're right, my team were only this much, but the resources that you have. By the way, yeah, we also have a track record where we trust everything that you do as well. And maybe that's not earned overnight, but over time that's earned. And, and the reason why I set it up that way is because I, I guess the question is this. How much does Shohei believe in what the Angels are doing or what their suggestions or opinions are? Uh-huh. And how much on the other side is it the Angels just saying, guys, let's not screw this up, leave this guy I, alone? I think it's more the second thing. That that That's the tricky part. I think it's more, hey, don't, don't aggravate him. Don't piss him off. Let, let him do whatever he wants because – once you've missed, once you got cramps in your hand, once you've missed a start for a sore arm, once you have the 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 fatigue or whatever, let me not say sore arm. He said, "I have a tired arm." At that point, it's, "Hey, listen, I know you're telling me your arm is tired. I know that you don't think that the cramps and all this stuff is related to anything else. I hope not either. We need to take a look under the hood. We need to see what's going on in there, and we're going to have to insist. Not that the course of treatment he ultimately gets, but can we at least go out there? Because here, here's another part of this, Lee. What if the next free agent is on the fence of, I'm going to go to Anaheim or I'm going to go to the Team B? Yeah. And the Team B's like, you know they ruined Otani's career. They wouldn't even let him get an MRI, right? That it were true or not, that they need the Angels need to say, we did everything we could to try to do it. That's sure. why Perry Manazian came out and said, listen, we offered, he, he declined. They, we want to be on record as saying, we tried to take a look under the hood. I'm not so sure that... The Braves, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Rays, some of these teams that we know operate very, very successfully wouldn't have insisted on saying, we need to see that. It, it's probably nothing, but can we can we take a look at that? It didn't seem like that was something that the Angels were willing to force, or if they could force it. They, they had look, that's why I'm 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 not Perry saying what he said doesn't doesn't bother me. Me neither. They are playing a public relations for really over the last year plus they've been playing this public relations disaster two years you can call it and the reason why it's highlighted so much is because a once in a lifetime player is on your team if Shohei Otani was on a different team there's obviously nothing to top if Shohei in a few months from now decides he's playing with another team you pick that squad is anybody talking about the Angels anymore I don't care if Trout is on there Mm -hmm. they're not they're not talking about him that for two years it's been a PR disaster, what you're doing on the field, how many injured players that you've had, um, Shohei going out of his way to say, guys, I'm trying to compete here. Um, uh, you got ownership saying, I'm going to sell the team and then pulling away the sale. There's so many bad PR disasters that what happened last week Nothing was like, this, right? but what happened last week was like, Oh my gosh! It could get worse. I know. Well, you said. I guess this is worse now. Here, here's another way. What's been fascinating to me too, the response to what he gets moving forward, all over the map. There are really smart baseball people that have written over the last week or so since we found out that this is going to cost him a couple hundred million bucks. There are really smart baseball people out saying it's not going to cost him a dime. 
it's going to change the terms of how this yeah, thing works. You're right. It's all over it's, the place. It's all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I guess it depends on who these people are talking to, right? The people that I've been talking to tend to go more towards the, I think everything's going to work out. It's going to change the terms of the deal. But it really is fascinating because if you're going to go 700 or 650 or 600 for both, well, you're only getting one for sure. The slugger you're getting for sure. The pitcher you're going to get eventually, but I don't know what that's going to be. Is it going to be good, great, Otani? I don't know. At that price, I'd like to be able to have some control over how we move forward with that. And that's the part with Otani you don't know. I was thinking about this. Who has helped their case this year? for Otani services, okay? And actually, I'm not even going to say who's helped their case. Who's hurt their case for Otani services? The Angels. And I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to point them all out. The Padres. An- okay, Angels are in. Mets are in there. The Padres are in there. All three of those, if before the season started, I think they all hurt their chances. Did the Yankees hurt their chances this year? They had their first losing season in 30 years. Okay, but I, I think that let's just use it from a timing perspective. I don't think the Yankees are any better or worse off. I think they're right then where we'll they Then we'll leave, leave them alone. Um uh, did the San Francisco Giants hurt, help, not change anything? Not change. I don't think changed anything either. I think yeah. there was a point where it looked like they were helping themselves. Seattle. It, I think Seattle, that's the one team yep. that – Seattle's in front of their division They're now. They're in first place. They were not even in the playoffs a month ago. They're in first place in a really good division. There are a lot of teams that I think hurt their chances for Otani this upcoming uh, offseason. But the Seattle – by the way, I think the Dodgers – I think their stock went even higher. I believe their stock went even higher from what it was before. But Seattle's the one team I'm like, they were already a team being talked about. They're they're number two now, right? Like if you had to handicap it, not that they're they're the second best pick from our again. This is we can talk more about this tomorrow. We know nothing about this man. <laughs> we know nothing about him. I don't know what he likes, what he doesn't like. We know he wants to win. Anything else we're guessing. Literally everything else we're guessing. He's um, a yogurt fan, frozen yogurt over ice cream. You don't know that. He's never said that. He hasn't, but it's my hunch. (laughs) It's your hunch. It's my hunch. We don't know. The Dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Congratulations to El Segundo. They are not only the United States Little League World Series champions, they are the Little League World Series champions of the world. They beat Curacao 6-5 to five, uh, in the game so cool. yesterday. Yep. It is incredible. And something they're going to remember forever and ever and ever, they won it on a walk-off home run, which is amazing. They win the game, I think, 6-5, to five, like we said. 
But you got to listen to this. If this isn't the greatest announcer jinx of all time, I don't know what it is. Curacao has not allowed a home run sure. at the World Series. Come on. This game is over. <laughs> Lewis, okay, Emily, cue it up again. I want to play it again. From the time he finishes the sentence to the crack of the bat, it can't be four, four seconds. Sec pops, yeah. Also, love that pop. It's great. It's that, that metal bat sound yep. is a unique sound. Play it again. Curacao has not allowed a home run at the World Series. 1,001, 2, 3, 4. Four seconds from the line to the home run. Congratulations to the kids at uh, in El Segundo. What a great moment. Did you know what this was right here? This was Kennedy, Kennedy Recreation Center <laughs> refereeing. We you all had, had to ref. We all had to ref. I'm like, come on, get get past half court, guys. Did you ever throw anybody out? No. No? Did you see Dave Roberts get thrown out this weekend? Amazing. So Yeah. Also, want to give a shout out to the kid who hit it too, Lewis Lappy. You know, good job, highlight Lewis. of your career. It's, awesome. or not, I hope it's not the highlight of his career, but something you'll always remember. By the way, I, I got news if for that's you. That's the highlight. I got news for you. It's almost certainly going to be the greatest exactly. athletic moment of his life. Yeah, you yeah. will net. Look, he can hit a she home run in the regular hit a grand World Series. Slam. Yeah, that's it's probably not a walk off to win the whole thing. I just hope. I, I want the best for him. Me I too. Want, <laughs> I want to be optimistic. No, no, I don't want to say it, but, I mean, that's a big it's deal. It's a big hit. Yeah. It's yeah. a Congrats. big, big deal. Good job, Lewis. You're talking about the game I know, I, know, out. I know the feeling I had one at the softball game. <laughs> you can relate. <laughs> I can relate. You're the only one. You, Kirk Gibson, Does Travis go deep? Travis goes deep! Actually, actually the, setup, <laughs> the setup for that as well, Morales could have said, there has not been a home run in tonight's softball game either, and then bam, Pop. Bam, bam. Yeah. Pop. So... Max Muncy is up. The game is hanging in the balance. We're Emily and Bases I and loaded Tyler twice here. Twice <laughs> right. in, in eighth and the ninth inning. So he comes up. He gets rung up on a on a ball. It was it, a ball. The, the ball's too, it's low. Yeah, happens right. Umpires mm -hmm. missed call. Takes his bat, throws it over his head. Starts getting an argument. They cut in that moment. Like Emily and I were watching it live. They cut from Max Muncy to Dave Roberts, who screams the F word at the top of his lungs, throws his hands in the air, then they cut away from him. All you saw was blank, and it was perfect. You, If you were making a movie, you couldn't have cut it more perfectly. He runs out there. He got kicked out for the first time all year. It was glorious. I love it when, when managers get kicked out oh, of major like league that. games. Yeah, all that stuff. When coaches get thrown out. How many times has Popovich, you're just like, I think he just wants to leave He's the done. game. He's had enough. <laughs> I think Popovich is like, I wouldn't be surprised if Pop is yelling, can you give me two T's? <laughs> and then he's out. Well, baseball's unique, too, because they get in each other's face. Yeah. You don't you don't get that in basketball a ton occasionally, but they'll not mock a lot. each other. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll throw bump, some dirt, dust dirt. And dirt. Your strike zone is so it's bad, off. It's a bad call. Oh, one time my dad's like, "Hey, well, I wonder what they're saying." And I was like, "Dad, you don't you you know what they're saying?" You know like, what they're no, saying. It's f bombs and s bombs and b bombs and all kinds of bombs. And then Every he's bomb. like, "I don't think so." And then I find this video from the Mets and I show him from YouTube, and he's like, "Oh, you're not wrong." <laughs> well, here's the greatest when John Boy does all his replays. Oh yeah. And he is... He's a good lip reader. He's a great lip reader. I mean, it's, it's funny. You just now can kind of sit back. He's like, he did all the work for us. You did not need to be a good lip reader to know what Dave Roberts said because it was one word and it had a very definable first letter and the last two. It was, it was easy.
It was very, very easy. Adam Schefter from ESPN reporting the following. Cardinals do not plan to activate quarterback Kyler Murray off the physically underperform list uh, by Tuesday's 4 p.m. deadline, which means he would then be ineligible to be active during the first four games of the season. Josh Dobbs is likely to be Arizona's opening day uh, quarterback. Arizona is attempting something you don't see in the NFL all that often. They are openly and tanking. aggressively tanking. Mm. That's not an NFL thing. That's a baseball thing. That's an NBA thing. That's a hockey thing. That's not – guys hit each other in the NFL. You can't go out there and do that. This is aggressive. Why Why do? Why don't you think there's more – because let, let's use as an example, yeah, guys hit each other. Why could just take out players that are really good? I mean, I think last year is a good example for the Rams – um, yeah, but that was halfway through the season. They'd played nine or ten games by that point before. It was like, all right, let's be strategic So here. then then it's more about tanking from the start. The start. Yeah. From the start. This is Because before. I get the strategic tank. I, I do, too. I get that. But even if you take it like someone like Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford out of the play, somebody has to put their bodies on the line. And those guys are risking a lot, and they're not just yeah, going to go out there. It, they're going to go out and tackle. They're going to no, go no, out no. and do this it, stuff. The players have nothing to do with it. It's right. the front office that's the one that's saying, hey, I'm we're going to be at a disadvantage because I'm not using my best players. For those other players, it's, hey, here's my opportunity. I might This might be the only way that I'm getting in. So. And then the Dolphins, you know, <laughs> paying Brian Flores or attempting to pay Brian Flores. Yeah, ale- allegedly. Yeah, allegedly <laughs> uh, for his losses. Yeah, I mean, there, there are times they try to do it. It's just it is more difficult. The Rams did make a trade. They picked up uh, Kevin Dotson, who started all 17 games for the Steelers last year at right guard. The Rams, this is a weird deal. Joe Nopum is their highest paid offensive lineman, and no one is saying that he's going to be either on the team or Mm. starting. And the position that he was probably most likely to play – they just went out and traded to get a guy there. It's that offensive line that's number one question coming into it has more questions today than it did yesterday. They had to do it. I, I think, like you just said, and by the way, the question's always going to be, all right, where are they going to be in six weeks? How good? How competitive? How good are they going to be? But to start off the season, you already have that many question marks on your own line. Stetson Bennett took a massive yeah. step in the wrong direction over the weekend. He was brutal, not just bad, but brutally bad. They they he was supposed to play the entire first half. Al they benched him at the end of the first quarter. They basically said, okay, that's enough of that, and they put uh, Brett Rippon into the game. And Sean McVay, you know, they interview him during the game in the preseason. He's like. Well, you know, we need to make better decisions. Like, he didn't even pull any punches. It was very matter-of-fact that we're going in a different direction. Good thing it's preseason. Get, get <laughs> well, it over with. Can you, I don't even know if you can use him at this point. Like, if, they've, if Matthew Stafford twisted his ankle or something, yeah. you can't put him out there yet. you got to go with Rippon. Maybe there's somebody, that a uh, backup quarterback somewhere that's getting cut that might be good. Could be. Who knows? Could, well, Will Greer from the Cowboys because yeah. they got Trey Lance. That's a, that's a different question altogether. Let's do a little super crosstalk. So how was the game on Saturday? It looked hot. I saw you had Chris with you. Did yes. you uh, survive the afternoon? I evening? survived, yeah. Dis- uh, uh, I'm telling you, Morales was less annoying than usual. Okay. Uh, we had a we had a really good time. Okay. Uh, we, we had uh, field passes. Uh, Alex Michelson was with us from uh, Channel 11 and his folks. I uh, got to go down in the field, uh, sat directly in the sun. Like As I was sitting there looking, <laughs> watching the game, I was like, of all the places in the entire stadium, where is I your seat? Choose, 
it was sort of like uh, end zone USC. The peristyle side, end or the other peristyle end? end. Okay, it was like that's where the sun was going to be the last the place to go. And uh, but then Morales got these uh, passes to go up to this thing called the Scholarship Tower, okay. which was absolutely beautiful, kind of a clubby thing. Mm. Uh, really, Drinks, really food? good eats, no line. Now you had to pay for it, but mm. it was really, really good and unbelievable views of the game. Great views of the 63, game. Sixty-three thousand people. Is that yeah? I, That's you know official. what? I said that when I was there. I was like, huh, "Put him out for an opener in the sun against San Jose State." It was a pretty. So good So you, vibe. Chris, like mm-hmm. breaking down the game, or like, what? What is the topic of conversation as the game is unfolding? All you guys. <laughs> That's what I figured. That's what I figured. Uh, the only thing we talked about was people here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked. On I, the field, I, I don't know. But I didn't think you're Jorge. Pre- let me tell you something about Jorge. Not a lot about Alex Grinch's defensive no, adjustments. Not a lot about but Alex you know, Grinch. I heard you guys talking about that, and I can't decide. I mean, Lincoln Riley is obviously a really smart guy. Absolutely. And he's great at his job. Yep. Is it possible that he, you know, they're paying him $100 million. That's a lot. Is it possible he just has a blind spot here that, sure it is. that he refuses to admit he has? I mean, the, why would you bring Alex Grinch back if that's what the defense is going to look like? I think you, I, I, blind spot is one possible explanation. Pride, ego is another explanation. Like, we're going to fix it my way. You don't get to tell me how to fix it. I get to decide how to fix it. It could but be something they like let, that. Wouldn't they let him make the, go ahead. No, no, he has, it's, it's Lincoln. Lincoln's completely in charge of, of all football decisions. Of course he is. But before we go panic. Now, it could be a disaster again. I mean, they could give up 52 points to Utah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but at this point, he they played literally everybody. Like, they played 22 players on defense. Caleb yep. Williams played th- with three different offensive lines mm. in his first three series. And I mean, he was they were, amazing. They were rotating guys feel out game. a lot. Yep. Uh, they were using linebackers like ho- they made hockey moves, like the line entire changes. line changes. <laughs> exactly. So it's difficult to make a determination on that particular game. Could be a disaster, but the personnel, obviously, if you look at it, got much, much better. Sure. The the defense coordinator is the same. The yes. question is, have they Wait a minute. Made Did enough- the personnel get... It's, to use yes. your phrase, much, yeah, much look at, better. It, it got different. Look at yeah. look, look Di- at the guys. It, it might be better, but it's different. Look at the guys they stole through the transfer port. Look at that uh, bear right. from, uh, from State. Georgia. But if they're they going to give up, Georgia kid. if they're going to give up twenty-eight points to San Jose State, Almost what difference yards. does were it make? Were those guys on the field? That's the quite Like those guys weren't necessarily even on the field. Like, uh, is it bear? Williams Barry sounds right. Williams, I, I don't want to get it from wrong. Georgia. But here, here's why I think that John, you and I are in the same ballpark here. This was not a hey, why'd you give up to San Jose State 28 points in the opener? And there's no history of the defense being a mess. This was the only three games you lost last year was because you couldn't stop anybody. Yes. The only reason he wasn't in the national championship game a bunch of times at Oklahoma is because you couldn't stop anybody. It's impossible right. for that, that conversation not to come that, up. So mm-hmm. when on the first night you're playing against a low-level FBS team that you give up 28 points to, it's not an unfair question to ask. Okay, so if you throw out, because the last touchdown By was By the way, Bear Alexander. Bear so. Alexander, thank you. The, uh, the last... Uh, touchdown San Jose State scored was kind of totally in garbage. Time. Sure, uh, they covered the spread. They covered the spread six uh, fifty by twenty eight. By twenty eight, they, they did. It was yeah. thirty one going right. On. And the garbage touchdown. I mean, if they don't score, uh, score that garbage touchdown, is everybody talking differently right now? Oh, they only allowed twenty one Here, points. I, I think it's different, but I don't think it's totally 
off the table. Okay. Because the, the 400 yards is more concerning yeah, than the 28 There points. you go. That's why. But it doesn't make sense that this was a glorified scrimmage for USC and they were trying to get tape. I mean, I was were, thought, I were, was, were I was, they playing a bunch of fourth stringers when they gave up 14 points in the second quarter? No, I don't but they think were so. rotating guys through. I, I, I get rotating it. Rotating guys, but they through. also had a lot of their regulars they no, in there they too. No well, who do they play next week? Nevada. Uh, Nevada. Nevada is absolutely awful. They were yeah. two and ten last year. They had the worst offense in the conference. If they do it again this week, you know you have a problem. Yes, I completely agree. Um, and if it doesn't happen, it's going to be Nevada's 2-10. and 10, They can't score any points. Show me against Oregon. Correct. Show me against Washington. Show me against Utah. Yeah, well, it goes the, it goes Nevada and then Stanford yeah. at home. And Stanford's not, Stanford's very, not good, very good, but either. it's a, at least a big boy program. It's how, a legit big boy program. How, how about this, Mace? How about we were just we kind of started off our show with SC. Yeah. Think about a year and a half ago, just the – the fact that they have become so instantly back to the conversation and back to the, hey, what's the hottest topic around the Dodgers, the Lakers, yep. the Rams, and SC is just instantly back in that conversation. And it's, well, if they don't make the college football playoff, it's a lost season. That's just crazy how quick this thing changes. The pressure is but crazy. This is how it this this is the pressure SC wants. This is the pressure that the fan base wants. The pressure, yeah. Like the fact that it changed like that just shows you also we can be critical of Lincoln Riley, but how quick everything changed because of Lincoln. Well, Riley. Well, the season's going to come down to they're going to be six and zero when they go to Notre Dame. Yeah. If they're not six and zero when they go to Notre Dame, they're, they have major problems and they're not thinking about the college football playoff. But if they're six and zero going to Notre Dame, get Utah at home the next week. That that's the big hurdle in the schedule is Notre Dame on the road and Utah at home at Oregon later at Oregon later down well, the road. It's all, their whole thing's back. Their whole Oregon thing Washington back Utah Notre Dame yeah all in Washington's the good the Michael Penix is really yeah, good Oregon's got Bo Nix Bo Nix is really they've good got some guys for sure um you guys into a double Heisman Trophy pursuit or is it a footnote to the, a national championship pursuit because I'm fascinated by it I think I'm the only one I think that it hasn't happened in 50 years. Yep. It's only happened one other time before, and it's just kind of, yeah, if he gets it, that's great. But if they don't go to the Final Four, it's a bust of a season. Right. He's the best college quarterback I think I've ever seen. I, I used to say that about Andrew Luck. I think Caleb Williams is better than Andrew Luck. Um, I think he's better than Tim Tebow was. Tebow's I, high on the list. You know who else is the best college quarterback? It's Leinart. Yeah, was Caleb's, one Caleb's a better passer I, I, than I, I, I think he is, too. And he's a better runner. But here's, mm-hmm. the, here's the thing about that. Just looking at that game, what I don't understand is uh, Lincoln Riley, play caller person. <laughs> play caller person. Why are you running so much RPO with Caleb Williams? Why are you running him so much? Why are you keeping him on the scramble? Because um, he's good at it. I know, but you've got a long season in front of you. The like, risk? You're saying the risk? The risk. Yeah. Like, don't run a bunch of RPOs with uh, But Caleb we're going to run a bunch of RPOs against Notre Dame and Oregon and UCLA. When and, it matters. Teams, when but, it matters, so we got to do it in But at not real against speed. San Jose State No, but we got to do it at real speed against, a, against a, an opponent that is actually trying to stop us I mean, us he got sacked it. twice, hurried a couple of times three quarterback hits i mean he you know he took more of a more of a beating than you would have expected and In part of it zero. is because they had some designed runs and some rpos all right hey i'm gonna mention this uh several times during our show but i want to drop it in now because it's two and a half hours away the el segundo little league team is flying home right now awesome. and, they're, and they're gonna have a parade for them on so Main cool. Street in El Segundo at 3.30 today. Oh, that's oh, wow. great. And it's open, that's great. it's open to everybody. Very cool. From Imperial to El Segundo Boulevard on Main If you've been to El Segundo, there's only really one big street. Yeah. It's right. Main yeah. Street. And so they're they're encouraging anybody who wants to show up 
just show up. Bring signs, balloons, wear gold and blue colors. Um, <laughs> That's so cool. You know, you can bring pets, get creative. They're just, they want a giant amount of people That's to great. be That's standing really awesome. on Main Street when they get off the plane. Emily, what's the name of the kid that hit the home run? Uh, Lewis Lappy. Lewis Lappy hits a walk-off home run in the last inning to win this. It was thing. such a great game because normally the team that gets the momentum, you think sure. they're going to win. Well, Curacao they gave up a grand slam in the fifth when they were up five to one. And I was like, oh, there it goes. The team that comes from behind is always the one. And there it was. So Lewis Lappy. How long have you been calling NBA games? Twenty-two years. Okay, twenty. Do you does the announcer jinx ever? Oh I know, yeah, I know. Michael you points fun, it out every time. But does it ever actually enter your consciousness? I know you're aware of it. But do you yeah. think I'm not going to no, say this? Like for if fear Steph Curry is going to the free throw line, I, w- I will say to Michael, Michael, do you realize that Steph Curry has made seventy-three <laughs> straight free throws? Seventy-three, and Michael will go trying to jinx him. Like, you bet your ass. I'm trying to jinx so, with that in mind, is this the greatest announcer it's jinx awesome. that yeah. you've ever heard? Curacao has not allowed a home run at the World Series. I mean, I know that there's a free throw, there's yeah. this, that, but this is, it hasn't happened. It just happened. The tournament is over. You lose, you win, everybody go home. All right, let me ask you guys a question. <laughs> by, by the way, the bat flip. It's amazing. Oh, Everything about the it was like wonderful. forty feet in the right. air. This kid, Lewis Lappy, was hitting eight hundred <laughs> in the Little League World Series, and he had more home runs than any other player before that home run. Yeah, that was his fifth, I think, of the Why? World Series. I mean, is it because they're 12 and, and we can't walk people? <laughs> but why are we pitching to Lewis Lappy? Maybe it's like the Curacao. Bull Durham thing. Well, they've never seen my fastball. Right? right? I, was shocked, the I was shocked they gave him anything over I the would, I would have put him on. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, even, he's a, he's even, if, even if they're 12. Yeah, even if they're 12, the idea is to win the game. You're asking the right question. Like, if, if the only reason not to do it is because they're 12, right? Right. That you can't intentionally well, walk you a kid Well, you would have been putting the winning run on first base. True. Yeah, but the, I don't know who was hitting next or what his average was. No, the My other. My guess the is other, it wasn't 800. Two, no, they had two Shohei Otanis on that <laughs> Manhattan Then walk him, too. No, no, no. He had already hit. Okay. Uh, Brody Brooks, the, the who was the leadoff hitter, Lewis Lappy was hitting second. No, I think between the two of them, they were something like fourteen for sixteen wow. in the in the World Series. Like nobody could get him out. So I was very surprised they pitched to him. But I was rooting for Elsa Gendo. Can, so can you imagine the pressure that manager's getting right now from Curacao? How do you pitch? Is he on the hot seat? How do you not walk? He's done. He is finished in Curacao. Finished. (laughs) His good name is ruined. Let me. When's the last time you played golf with Morales? When I played with you. Okay, so it's been a while. Yeah, you played with him yesterday. Played with him yesterday. Yeah, John, he's gotten pretty good. Well, he wasn't terrible when no, I played no, with him. No, no, but he, he's gone from... Well, he's been playing 36 a day for so, like the last week. Emily asked me an interesting question. She said, if John and Chris played a round of golf against each other right now, and my immediate instinct was to pick you until I started thinking about what I saw yesterday. Right. He what did he an, shoot? He shot an 83 with me, and then okay. his second round of the day, he shot 80. He's making a So, I, I played yesterday and shot 81. Okay. So, where he's right there. He's, he's he's making a bunch of putts. He's not taking a bunch of penalties. I know that we got your par three challenge coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got to, I, I think that it's whatever, a good match. whatever the event after <laughs> that is. Sam versus those guys is what it <laughs> yeah, really is. It, it, is it works down I'm to. just saying that we have another person. All right, in my, my index right now, Trav, is 8.8. 8. Okay, can can think, he hang with that? 
if he plays well and you don't, yeah, which is can, which is completely of possible. It is. Of course it is. I think that we have a little little match situation nice, going on. Nice, yeah. nice. Well, What's you, your index? My index is. Uh, my index. His handicap is his actual game. Yeah, my game. <laughs> yeah. My swing I'm with you. Whatever sport. that is, I'm, I'm with you. So, And somehow I got roped into this thing. I mean, I did golf like two years ago or three years ago, and it worked really I hard it at it. it was pre-pandemic. And then, no, it definitely was. And then completely out of the blue, you're playing with the owner of the station against uh, Ireland, and it's you and Morales, it's right? It's me and Bergman. Greg. You and Bergman. Yeah. Have you touched a golf club since the last no, time you did? No, I have not. No. And you we, are, you we do are doing a rule. We're playing four holes, and you do have to use at least one of everybody's shots so he has okay. to show up at some point i can so, hit one well just and not putting no puttings don't count I'm a, really, I'm a really good putter <laughs> no, uh, ireland yeah he first hole like he put against me he won but he made, made like a 15 foot yeah yeah I'm, no, donating. I'm, a, I'm a pretty good i i'm a pretty good putter i'm mm. gonna donate my golf clubs i played a lot They're of still, still in, in your trunk. trunk are they still there I'm not kidding mate i haven't used them in at least two and a half years maybe and they, even when we do our golf tournament we're um, we're doing our show when the tournament's going on, so yeah, most of the time so are we're we. done. So we can't really play. So it. we're not playing. They're yeah. just sitting there taking space. I think I got to just donate them. Get, put them on eBay. See if you can get yeah, hundred bucks on, for. Do like my mom. My mom's always selling some piece of furniture on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> That's you where can Emily sell anything gets on there. Emily's a Facebook Marketplace. Oh yeah, my mom's always. I don't even know where she's getting stuff. I think she's like buying stuff on the <laughs> just side to sell it and then her. marking it up and selling Wasn't it on Facebook that... Marketplace. That's Catherine good. Keener's job in Forty Year Old Virgin. Yes, yeah, she works at like stuff on eBay. eBay store, yeah, she's right? An eBay person. Where Jonah Hill goes in to buy the fish boots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's got the store in there for sure. So Emily had a party at her place uh, over the weekend for her kickball team, and <laughs> okay, I just okay, just move why, on. Why is that fun? <laughs> I had a party for my kickball. Team. She did. It's like the what season am I, just ended. Well, no, what's wrong with that? Yeah, nine, nine, year, like they nine got, years old. They had a kid. They won a, a slip playoff and slide. game. Is there a parade for them on El Segundo Boulevard later today? I don't know if there's a convertible caddy waiting for them to drive them down the street. But they also had it turn into an arm wrestling competition, which she won. Yeah, yeah. which led us to. Corporate oh, Greg against Jorge on our show today. And it was a very close. It was. Jorge and Greg were locked up for a good 25 well, seconds. I thought Jorge was yeah. going to dust him. I really yeah. did. Yeah, and Bergman hung he in there pretty won, good. right? He did, but yeah. it took much longer than I thought. Did you think it was going to be quicker than it was? I thought Jorge was going to win in a walk. <laughs> and Bergman hung in there. I mean, I never had the sense he, he was going to win, but I did. he, he made did it hang in there a long time. Yeah. It looked like Greg was about to pass out. Yeah, he wasn't through. breathing. He, he got wasn't so breathing. red. Jorge's smiling the whole time. Jorge's like, hey, this is cool. By the way, that's Jorge's life. He is smiling the whole time. Yeah, that's a good the, point. All through life, he's smiling. We were talking about, I think if we had a competition among the six of us, yep. I would finish last. No, I'd, no, I'd, no, no, I'd give you a run for your last. <laughs> no. You would not finish no, last. No, you'd be too big. We're, no. we're in different weight classes. You'd well, be I'm, based just based on that. Of the six of us, I'm the biggest. Yeah, But I'm... Guys, I can't tell you the last time I was in the gym or did a push-up or any of <laughs> it these It doesn't things. matter. Your size alone yeah, is going to help you. Your size alone gives you – it's like, you know, but your it's size. Here. Matter of fact, I don't even think – I, do I think it. the two – Mason and I would finish last, and Mason no. would get hurt. No, you, I would not. But, I cannot get hurt arm wrestling, can I? Oh, of course I have a, you can. I do a you got, yeah, you could, yeah, you, you could break your arm, your shoulder, your elbow. <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah. lot of things that could go wrong. No, I've there. seen over the top. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> You're gonna turn it around. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna turn it around and let it happen. Super Cross Talks brought to you by In and Out Burger. In and Out. That's what a hamburger is all about. We'll see you tomorrow. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 